You are now tuned in from the desk of low. Brought to you by from the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the desk of low. Now the duo I have with me, man, they're nothing to play with, man, because um, I checked that album, Pieces of Eight, out, and that's what made me really want to interview them. But when I went back and did my research on them, I found out they had a whole discography out there. So without further introductions, I proudly introduce Chuck and Locke. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Hey, man, thanks for being humbled, you guys. I appreciate that. You guys got a fire project of that Pieces of Eight album, I won't lie. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate um, any feedback we get. But uh, that, that one was special for us. Shouts to Acto for bringing that together. Man, I, and to be honest, yo, I never knew what y'all look like to right now. <laughs> no, we, we get that literally everywhere we go all times people are like oh you guys <laughs> oh you guys yeah sorry for the uh sorry to scare you oh no no <laughs> <laughs> uh great energy um so let's take it back you guys um you want to introduce yourself separately uh, no, man, we do it we do it all at the same time oh okay so uh, i was curious um did you guys grow up together, or did you guys like kind of meet like sometime around 2017 when you guys released Rampage World Tour? Um, we have known each other for long now, more than half of each of our lives. Okay, we went to school together, childhood friends. Yeah, so okay, we've so been rapping together for like roughly that long, but just not like seriously. Not sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, so like you guys had a friendship first before you guys ever did music together. I'm sorry, what'd you say? So you guys had a friendship before y'all did music together. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Friendship's a fun word. <laughs> yeah, friendship used lightly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was curious too. Um, where are you guys from, by the way? Just so the listeners know. Wilmington, Delaware. Born and raised. The guy that's alive and direct from the first state. You guys sound like you guys spit from New York. Interesting. Well, actually, we've been told that before. We trickle down. Yeah, yeah. And then we have like a northern New Jersey, New York sound. Yeah, and like the, because the cover, when I, because I'm big on artwork too, so when I, I kept seeing this Pieces of Eight album come across my timeline, and I get a front, I keep it all the way back. I thought it was like something that Rockstar had. I was like, that's what made me (laughs) click on it. And I was like, oh, this is rap. And then when I found that out, too, I was like, okay. So I checked it out, and then I went back, and I did my research on you. When I seen uh, Blue Shell Theory, I was like, hmm, these guys obviously pay Mario Kart. So I'm going I'm to reach out to these guys and see what they do. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got all that free Mario Kart smoke whenever you want. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, we, um, yeah. Who were your influences growing up, uh, Chuck and Locke? Like rap? Rap and production-wise, I should say. Um, I can give you my personal top three. Um, it's a toss. Well, number one, definitively, TLA, also known as The Last Emperor. He's like a sadly not very well-known rapper from Philly who like, got signed to Interscope. And Aftermath. He was, really what, he was really what like got me personally like loving Route. And then a toss up for number two is Master Ace and J. Rue the Damager. Oh, wow. But, <clears throat> yeah. That's some, those are some underground legends right there, too. But yeah, oh, I like yeah, how. Yeah. The first show we ever did is Chuck and Locke was with Master Ace. Fun fact. That's a good look. Yeah, 
we got like a last minute focus. Yeah, we like showed up right place, right time, and they just like put us on. It's great. Yeah, great, great dude, best days. Pretty sure you guys had to get some flicks with him too, as well. I was like, yeah, I gotta get a picture of the legend. <laughs> yeah, we took a nice awkward photo with him. That'll <laughs> <laughs> never be. Yeah, that will never see the light of day. Uh, personally, for myself, my influence is uh, growing up would be. Yeah, most deaf. I really like high tech as a producer. He's like slept on him. So. Oh wow! I, uh, Rockus era. Yeah, and um, one below from like Binary Star. I fuck with him real heavy. And then uh, yeah, I mean we did listen to a lot of the same shit. Drew, Drew the Damages, definitely a legend as well. Premier, you can't go wrong with that shit. That's the Sunrises in the East album. I'm guessing. Sunrise in the East, Wrath of Math. Wrath of the Math. Wrath of Math, mm-hmm. yeah. Even Still Rising, the, like, late, the later project. Okay. I said some jams on, like, Quantum Leap and shit. So I'm pretty sure you guys get this question a lot, too. Uh, why the name Chuck and Locke? That's the only question that has no true answer. It's like, yeah, we just started. We were tossing around names. Uh, it's Chuck Angus and Lockjaw, and then that just kind of got shortened to Chuck and Locke over time and then kind of just rolled with it it was no some deep deep-seated meaning or anything we tossed around we got it's important to keep a bunch of aliases like i like how doom has a bunch of aliases and stuff like that too yeah. Polly porter house yeah Polly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know i mean just something that sounded good it had a nice ring to it it flowed and as you know as we kept doing music and start meeting more producers and more rappers and shit and getting more involved in the game itself we kind of just stuck with chuck and lock as we went forward so as you guys um you guys have been like making quite moves lately too i seen y'all freestyle on uh shady 45 yeah shout out to clips that was uh and diabolic and matt Coleman. that was that was dope we uh we got to go to new york He's played our music uh, on his program, especially on like a lot of series programs, honestly. And yeah. then we just hit him up and like, yo, coming up. We were we're working on an album at the moment that we were gonna promote, but it's still we're still fine tuning everything. But it was dope to get up there. Yeah, Eclipse is doing like an invaluable service for all people, like all like underground rap. It's really like. He's somebody who should like have a like light, you know, spotlight on him for being so beneficial to everybody else. Shouts, shouts, DJ Clips. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, all those dudes on series, yeah. the Soul Assassins, they put on a lot of yeah, Soul Assassins, they put on a lot of yeah, yeah you like yeah, fucking yeah, like all like there's like yeah, like the respect due people, the fucking there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces that really are like yeah, shedding like, light on this underground renaissance. I've been hearing that word tossed around. I mean, yeah, same here. It's pretty, I guess, applicable. I mean, there's. A lot of people that are, you know, crucial in getting this light and getting all this momentum with this new movement, which is, which is dope to see, because like, that's the kind of music I was, yeah, great song. Well, I noticed, too, like, the <clears throat> the underground wave, too, has been crazy ever since 2016. But, like, people always been saying, too, like, where's it been, where's it been? But I think, like, ever since... um. When Westside, Conway, and Benny, since they all signed to Shady, I think that's what really put the spotlight on this underground movement. Because I noticed, like, 
there's even like mainstream people trying to copy off the underground movements. Like you can't copy what's what's authentic, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very true. It's like you know, it's also not like as a commercially, like yeah, like West Side and like them getting signed. Also, shout out to West Side Boogie, who is also signed. Got signed with all of them. He's a dude from like Compton, I think, or some shit. Yeah, he makes fucking great. He makes great music. Yeah, He's that, a fucking dope rapper for sure. That's but, um, yeah, yeah, and they're killing it, and they're getting paid for it, and that's like what we all love to see. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like how you said paid for it too. Uh, I noticed uh, some of your projects are on Bandcamp too. What made you guys um want to do Bandcamp? Because like I'm pretty sure for the listeners too, like what's Bandcamp? Well, for the people listening, no, we're gonna put you on some Bandcamp where you can actually support the real artists. Where all the most of the money goes to them since iTunes is cutting out. Yeah, but, um, it was just a platform where we could put our music to actually for sale and everything and get a good spotlight. I mean, it's a pretty friendly interface and it's, you know, it, a lot of, a lot of people use it as opposed to, you know, we were just releasing stuff on SoundCloud just like that before and then start looking into more of the publishing and like the, the streaming and all that. Like we use DistroKid, but now we're looking into like, you know, the other side of it where you can actually monetize everything as far as yeah just like I said the publishing and everything like that Bandcamp was just like the start I honestly would like to set up a own website the last for pieces yeah. for pieces of hey we actually had people come directly yeah, we to us like, which was really cool to see shout out to everybody who bought yeah. and supported that or even listened or anything because it was cool to see the organic yeah, we were just going like, down just actually know, just reach out to us. Yeah, and actually people reach out and be like, yeah, that was dope. I want to cop that. That was really cool to see. Yeah, it's always cool to see. We yeah, shout out fucking Ekdale one time as well. Yeah. I know we shouted him out already, but that's really yeah, cool. great. He was, he was like, not only was he like a super talented, very like aspiring and like about to like, He's already popping. He was just like all over that last playlist. Like, what, yeah, uh, we're going like Bob Rock and like Caper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Uncle Tim and putting in the work. Um, that pe- <clears throat> so when you guys would you say that Pieces of Eight album was the one that really took off for you guys? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. The one that really took off. Um, it was more honestly. It was kind of it was Blue Shell Theory. We okay. put out Blue Shell Theory. We show them and we, farm table. Yeah, we put up farm to table. Yeah, pieces of eight kind of was like because like it's been a slow burn for sure. But we've gotten like you know we got some really good feedback, obviously. But it was something a little different too. We experimented. Yeah, it was less production with the, or yeah. less like beat and less yeah, drums less, and like, some of it. And uh, like marooned is probably one of my favorite tracks we've done. Just uh, just got an energy to it that's it's dope. But it was it was some different stuff. Yeah, just trying new things. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I like how blue shell theory too, because uh, man, that Koopakins or like Fireflowers and Rosewater. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, this is so like new and authentic. I was like, yo, I have to like hear this again. Um, yeah, you, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Oh, anytime, my guys. Um, so, what made you guys actually want to do like a little EP around that? That's a good question. They're just playing a bunch of Mario. Yeah, we just like, <laughs> a lot and just like, yeah, just smoking, like, drinking, chill, and then we were working on music, and then uh, that was one of the first times. We, um, uh, coming up before that, like Just Desserts and Rampage 
Shout out to my buddy Brillo Beats up in Rochester. Great dude. He uh, we linked with him initially, and that's like kind of go, what got us started out of just like you know mess around doing it for fun. He linked with us to do Rampage, and then did the Just Desserts with us as well. And then um, as that got out there, you know, that's when we started trying to reach out to other people because before that we we're pretty insular as far as like what we did and. Yeah, I would just mess around on, like, YouTube beats and shit, and then we reached out to Loam, and... Yeah, yeah shout out to Loam. Yeah, sent us that fucking fire. He, uh, yeah, he broke himself. Like, Hypochondriacs is also one of my favorite cuts we've done. Fireflowers and Rosewater. But yeah, he just sent us, like, a dope pack throw, and we were just like, you know, it's nice to work with one producer. But that was That's mainly our MO so far, moving through this, but... There's something yeah special about that yeah the cohesion and huh. working getting, getting that, that like uniform sound yeah. right and then uh <laughs> <laughs> getting that uniform sound like the noise when you put on a nice fucking jacket <laughs> <laughs> um have you guys ever tried producing like have one of you tried ever doing beats before or did you guys were strictly on to be uh, strictly on the lyrics it's funny you ask yeah, Chuck, Chuck's yeah. dabbled around. I, myself, I wish I would. Uh, I used to dabble. My one close homie is a pretty talented musician, and he would, like, kind of, like, help me do it. And I could kind of, I can, like, so I'm about to start doing it again, as it turns out. So you'll be be on the lookout for some Chuck Angus beats and some Lockjaw beats, for sure. His marbled Angus cuts. I wish yeah. I had got more into production. There's always people around me messing around with, you know, logic and, and beats. My... My brother actually, he's a huge record head. He digs a lot. He so I, and he, uh, he produces as well. You know, I've always been around it, but I never. Uh, I was always just concerned with like making sure my pen was super sharp. But that is a whole another facet that recently we've looked into picking up ourselves and trying it out. Honestly, I feel. Uh, Prefer the producer not as much the spotlight, just stay behind the scenes and make the dope. Yeah, behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes. Making, the, making the scene, paint the scene. But here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Everyone looking at my ugly face. I noticed you gents are very concept driven artists too. Like, you guys put a lot of thought into your projects, like Farm to the Table, or even like the Blue Shell Theory we just talked about too. What made, like, that, that, that takes a lot of skill for people who are wondering, too, because it takes time to come up with such original ideas, too. So I'm curious, like, do you guys always go into a project with the concept already, or the concept kind of just comes naturally? It's a good question. It's happened. these questions. It's happened both ways, right? So, like, when we first started out, it was kind of like we just did it, and then it was like, so, like, Just Desserts, it was like we did it, and we are like, damn, like, this is dope. Like we deserve our just desserts. We already like got a bunch of like food related punchlines, like kind of like strewn through all of the tracks on it. And we were like, you know, it's perfect. It kind of like found itself. But then like for our album, we're like our like the full length that we're doing now. That's like concept driven, like down to like, you know, Blue Shell and Farm to Weather concepts. Well, Farm to Table middle It was like it was like two absolutes and how it's like evolved in between those two yeah, spaces. Farm to Table, you know, we had that one beforehand because of Pharma and we're like Farm to Table organic but fresh. Blue Shell was the same thing. Yeah, we went out and fucking uh, like took 
that photo, we like went and bought all that food, took <laughs> the photo, and then um, brought the food home and cooked it and ate it with like family and friends. He had food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, and I got really <laughs> sick. <laughs> but it's good to hear you guys didn't waste it. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, and then Piece of the Ape came together the same way. We were we were doing it in kind of a concept, kind of evolved out of as we were doing a couple tracks and searching for because we went through a couple with Ecto and then we uh, settled on that and Uncle Tim really brought it to life with that cover art. And then, oh yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, shout out Uncle Tim. And he's also laced us with some, like, fire fucking beats as well. So. Yeah, and the man gets busy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of people getting busy out here. Yeah, he had us on the track with Juco. And shout, shout out, out Juco. Yeah, shout out Juco. Juco. I listened to that interview you did with Juco. That was yeah, Juco's cool. the fucking man. I mean, that man's yeah. rapping his ass off. But, yeah, yeah. Like, but he fucking That's is. Like, yeah. <laughs> that Narcos track, though. Whew. Oh, that Narcos drug? Oh, the Benny one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I, fucking, I love that shit. Dude, Benny comes, Benny fucking, I love Benny too. 20 blickies tucked in the yeah. truck. Uh, shout out to Lord Juku if you're listening. I still wish I could see this guy's yeah, face sometime. Shout out to Lord Juku. And Fayo. Yeah, yeah, and Fayo. Yeah, yeah. That old Jessica Derby shit they're doing is yeah. real dope. That's literally carved its own lane. Yeah. It's fantastic stuff. I'm so, I'm so glad to see that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, glad to see people just like, getting there is like succeeding and like carving their own lanes and shit especially when they're dope i was curious on why you guys wanted to work with farmer beats too because i believe he's based out in the uk if i have my factory mm-hmm. is yeah so, um, so that's like delaware all the way to the uk right there that's a that's a unlikely oh, duo but it, but it came out fire. <laughs> that's the only place i've ever been to in europe was the uk i should have tried to link with him <laughs> build in person um uh, we just, I just had heard a couple beats from him. I remember we had reached out to him on SoundCloud message. Like, yo, I forget because we heard a track. Or he commented on the Custodian track. I think that's what it was. We did with the Cryonaps joint. It was like, yo, this beat's crazy. Like, uh, guys killed it. And then we reached out to him and, yeah, super humble, receptive dude. And was just like, sent us a pack through and we picked a few and, recorded them and then he did a lot of post-production wise to like help polish out those five tracks and yeah it was uh i don't know yeah it's just one of those things just like that's what the music's all about is like connecting with people and it it's tough in delaware too to get a lot of actual connections with with people as far as our geographic location i mean we're close to philly but Philly's very, like, oversaturated with just, like, because there's so many people up there. Yeah. Like, rapping and, like, doing whatever. So, like, it's been, you know. I see that show that you guys had of Pete Crack, too. And that's why that's what made me think that, that you guys were from uh, New York, because that's so close to uh, Philly. But I was like, like, that's a good look for Chuck and Locker right there. Yeah. What, the Slime Beach one you're talking about? Uh, the Petey Crack show. I'm not too sure which, uh, I just yeah. see, I see yeah, the guy's name on the flyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the Rome Streets. Yeah, Rome. Rome and Ren. Yeah, that was cool. So a bunch of good rappers. Many, they just had yeah. another one. It was like Al Domino and Fly Anakin. And that's yeah, like Dab, Zini, all the Psych Ward. Psych Ward, Psych Ward, Psych Ward, Psych Ward, Psych Ward as well. They're, for sure. They got, they got some shit, too. They're gonna, they're gonna, yeah. They're gonna go nah, yeah. We're gonna end Soulless Records and sequence and shit. Yeah, there's a, there's a bevy of talent 
abundant talent. It's great. It's a good time. Good time to be a rap. In rap. In and around rap. <laughs> so I was curious too because you guys have like so many tracks too, like crop circles, chop and block. Um how do you how do you guys pick what do you guys perform live? <laughs> we kinda like judge the vibe of like what we think, you know, how live it's gonna be or like how you know gauge try to gauge like what we think it's gonna be like and then like curtail it. Yeah, we got like a couple tracks that we that we like already, so that we all would want to perform live. That like we think would you know translate well. At times, it's really just like a, a game time yeah, decision. Yeah, there's, like, there's not uh, too much yeah. science behind it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll sit down and make sure the set. I'll put it all in the one file and make sure it like, plays through. Hypochondriacs is always in the set. That's, that's, that's like a given now. It's a hunter. I was curious if you guys watch a lot of UFO documentaries. I don't have to watch. Yeah. I was from a UFO. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I'm... <laughs> I've seen a couple yeah. late night on the YouTube side. <laughs> You're looking at an alien right now. Oh, yeah, right, right. yeah check it out. We got these bad boys, too. The fucking speaking of. I'm going to say that check them out, Keisha, right there. Um, the pocket T, though, bro. It's the pocket with the CNL, too. You put your lighter in that. <laughs> yeah, you put, you put anything in there. You put a bunch of corn nuts or, like, pistachios. Um, would you a bunch say- of candy. Would you say you guys have a particular favorite project too? Because like that farm to the table, that suits you guys. Is like, and would you say that's around the time you guys made your guys' logo, or did you guys always have that logo? You're right, right. That was right around the time we yeah. actually developed the logo. It was, it was like right, like pretty much like simultaneous. Almost, yeah. yeah. Okay. That farm table was a special. I really enjoyed that project. I don't know. It's tough to call because you know when you're doing a project. As an artist, it's just, uh, you get Rio into that project you're doing, and um, it's yeah, they're all like different. different. They're like different equal moods. but different. It's like I don't know. It just changes as you like get older and like you change. Yeah, it's weird. You know. Actually, I'm not even in Chuck and Lock. I'm just wearing a t-shirt and here talking. Um, I, I found a, I found a blue shell just because that was really that that moment in time when we created and then released that project was kind of a burgeoning period for us from to getting more legitimized established of like yeah. doing the music and taking a more serious turn on like doing the music that was like some of the first stuff that got our got some traction on serious and got some people. Yeah, like turn people's heads, you know, yeah. and invaluable. First thing. time the barber gave us a shout out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw you guys just had like the fucking super friends, like rap the Justice League, yeah, the Justice League of all rap journalists at this time. That's fucking great. That's. Did you guys meet up in person, or was that just? All done over line. You're in Canada, correct? Yes, sir. So, yeah, that was definitely done over line, too. I never knew yeah, there was yeah. going to be 10 people in that either. I was like, damn, there's a lot of people in this. <laughs> the, 
the board meeting. And the funny fucking thing is, we have, like, spoken with, in some degree, and or personally met, at least, like, several of those people. We met the respect due people. Yeah. That's probably it. No, I think we met, um, <laughs> uh, you know, because they had two several ones. Uh, um, yeah, i seen a <clears throat> Deeply Rooted covered that, uh, covered you Wait, on uh, Farm to the Table, too, because I was, like... Um, doing some research on you too. Like the first thing when I saw of you was the Shady Forty Five because I was like, okay, there's actually videos of these guys, so I can actually see what they look like. Yeah, yeah. But when when you guys yeah. um are actually getting into the album artwork too, would you say? Well, actually, I said this is the first time seeing you, so I guess I actually seen you on YouTube before. But it's the first time actually yeah. seeing y'all like together, like over the phone. Um. Would you guys, when it comes to album artwork too, do you guys have to scrap a lot of artwork that comes your way? Or do you guys usually nail it on the first time too? Because like, as a fan, we don't really know what really goes into the artwork process. To be clear, we've been pretty fortunate to uh, get it more or less later. Rampage, our buddy, the buddy who drew Blue Shell. John Franco. Yeah, Franco. If you're in PA, go get a tattoo from Franco. Iron Dahlia. But yeah. uh, no, nah, he's a tattoo artist. He did Rampage for us, and then he did Blue Show. And then he, he just hit the nail on the head as far as like, what I was looking for with like the, the black drop, the black backdrop, and just the yeah. Blue Show. And then Just Desserts. I, yeah, Just I made Desserts, that he did. Yeah, Farm to table, we did. Yeah, we took a picture of that. And, it, and then, uh, and then uh, Uncle Tim... Blessed us with the pieces of eight art. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get what you mean. That you can Uncle Tim's uh, getting fucking crazy busy. I'm first doing art all over the place, dope art and fucking dope beats. Yeah, yeah, he on fire right now too. That that uh, uh, Pyrex vision though, I was like, holy shit, who's this guy? Oh yeah, the Pyrex version. Yeah, K Burns. Yeah, Team Fame guy. We did the big like, uh, one that was super clean. There's a Corrigendium radio and uh, uh, yeah. and like Ecto and like yeah. Shout out, he's a deeply rooted. And, shout out, deeply rooted too. Key. He's putting together some, uh, some other, something himself. It's going to be pretty cool. So you guys got, like, verses with, like, Crime Apple, Sky Zoo. I was curious, like, your guys' favorite collaboration that you all managed to lock down. That's out. That sort of piece. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, that was definitely coming. <laughs> well, my personal favorite one is the Sir Michael Rocks track, which does exist. I'm here verifying it that it exists. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, probably Skyzu, just because I—that's someone. Yeah, Skyzu's like an influence. Yeah, he's, he's like, like a big influence on me. He's like a top ten. I get to talk with him, reach out, yeah. and uh, yeah. turns out he really likes dessert too. So I got <laughs> <laughs> turns out he was just hungry when we hit him up, so he agreed to it. <laughs> uh, he was a he was a good dude. We worked him out, and then uh, get him on that track. That was a Brillo Beats. Yeah. That, that one was really so that was cool. Crime Apple. Yeah, the Crime Apple was Brillo too. That was cool too. I mean, we reached out to Crime Apple. We had heard him. He just did like the Shade Four Five thing, and I think our track did beige or something. It was like right when he was on, like yeah, he was like coming just, out, yeah, just started like, yeah, yeah, we reached out to him. He's been on fire yeah. ever since. It was cool. Yeah, man, he's killing it. He's a great fucking rapper. I was curious um, when you guys were like working with Uncle Tim. Did you have to ask him how he pronounced his name? With who? Uncle Tim. Uncle Tim how he pronounces his name. <laughs> I just call him my favorite uncle. I hope that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, nah, just, I guess it just takes out all the vowels. Like, it's yeah. like, late name. 
At first, when I was looking at it, I was like, N-L-C-T-M. I'm like, I wonder if this guy plays Pokemon, because I've seen TM. And I just asked him, I'm like, yo, how do I say your name, bro? <laughs> how would you pronounce it? I was saying it N-L-C-T-M. That's what I thought it was. And I, and, and I was it's like, got a ring to it, too. I was like, I was like, I need to know what that. Keeping aliases. Yeah, you gotta have aliases. Yeah. Sure. Um, would you guys say too? Did you guys do have aliases? I like how you brought that up. Uh, yeah, like a lot, like so many, I couldn't even tell you how many. <laughs> um, um, Becky Sweat. Becky Sweat. <laughs> I don't know. Most of them are. Um, I was curious too. When, when you're working with um, producers or even getting the guest features, do is it all done over the internet, or do you guys sometimes meet up and actually do it with them too? Because if it's over the internet, it still sounds y'all were like in the studio together doing that. I appreciate that. Unfortunately, a lot of times it is mainly over the yeah. internet. I would. There are times it's like in real life, yeah. which is like. You know, obviously better because you can like like, do everything that needs to get done like with the other person there. So like, and it just sounds more organic. Yeah, it sounds that. But unfortunately, yeah, it's tough to man. Like my partner's got like, yeah, like real jobs and shit. Yeah, it's like families. Like, I mean, preferably it'd always be in person if we could get up in the, we're trying to set up something in Philly coming up this summer. We're going to try and get like a bunch of Oh, bring everyone. Yeah, yeah. Have, the, have the old rap potluck and like yeah, bring a bunch yeah. of people. You, gotta, you, can, you can come, but you have to bring a shareable appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're trying to have like you know a, just a a big conglomerate of people come down and like oh, we got so many people. Studio and we, like, and we really, reached out to like a lot of people too that were like totally yeah, just like a lot of moving parts, yeah, a lot, a lot of moving parts to like figure out. But you know, I mean, that's that's the beauty of rap. I, just music in general is connecting with people and finding parallels in your own life with other people that's never would meet regardless that the beauty of life so I mean yeah of course we'd love to connect more with people if you guys want to come down to Delaware yeah and uh if anybody hears this we're, we're still here in Delaware <laughs> so send help I still find it crazy that you guys are from Delaware and you guys rap the way you do, though. But that's like that's what that's what makes a timeless artist, though. It's just like venturing out into the world and not actually caring where you're from. Like I'm like not caring. Like you know what I mean. Like you don't cater to a certain sound because like a lot of people they like to stay stay in their bubble, and it takes like a lot of courage to step out of your bubble and like show the world what your real passion is too. So I gotta salute you guys on that. thing about it. I've been here for years. I've never heard that. What do you 
So, like, when you say, like, the letter O, it's like E-A-U-X as opposed to just a hard O. Give me an example. Go home. It sounds like this is my house. You get out of here. (laughs) It sounds like the way I'm saying that is spelled G E A U X H, like A U like yeah, go home. Like, all right, we're sidetracked. Sorry, Um, but that's a Delawarean tell. (laughs) It is. It fucking is. It's like the only one. Um, Could with physical releases too, because um, that's what I always tell people too. I'm like, if you have something physical. You can't lose it, as opposed to if you have something digital, too. Um, when you guys do physical copies, do you guys keep one each, or, like, do you guys frame it just for, like, something to look back on, or you guys just, like, keep them stacked up? We're the Chuck and Museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, usually, we definitely keep I mean, we do everything ourselves as far as getting CDs made and stuff like that. But, uh... It's funny, I feel like so the opposite of that, but... Like, we do, like, there's a copy of each of them, but, like, it's like, you know, we were there doing it. We're all buried in each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, I, every copy I have physical is buried somewhere hidden around the world. <laughs> um, nah, I mean, yeah, we, we keep them. It's, I, I do, at least. I don't know. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I throw them at pedestrians in strange places. And hey, that's a good promotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Right to your face. <laughs> a lawsuit and a customer. <laughs> um, I love how you guys are very concept-driven artists, too. I think that you and Widowmaker would make, like, a fire five-track EP on that. Because when I hear tracks like your medallion... Who did you say? Uh, Widowmaker. Who, is that a beatmaker or a rapper? I've never heard of them. So, um, I, <laughs> I asked the same question. I ever heard of them, too. I was like, Widowmaker? Who the hell are they? Um... They have a track, uh, uh, they work with Trevor Lane, and they have a track with uh, Sauce Heist, West Side Gun, Benny, I mean, sorry, Sauce Heist, West Side Gun, Conway, Aldovino, and I forget who else is on it, my bad, too, but they're very concept-driven producers, because I thought they were rappers at first, I was like, who's Widowmaker, because I thought they were rappers at first, but, um, yeah, good luck, uh, you heard yeah, it here yeah, first, yeah, we'll, ch- yeah, we'll check it out, yeah, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Because when I hear your tracks too, like like the Captain's Quarters or even like the Pea Patch Island, it's just like, yeah, damn, no, these guys would make a fire collaboration of Widowmaker too. So yeah, I'm put that out in the universe though. If I speak it out, Grant and Gutter, that's their uh, solo because it's a duo too. Uh, Grant, it's composed of Grant and Gutter. So if you're listening, Grant and Gutter, yo, y- y'all got to reach out Chuck and Log and make that happen. Yeah, Bird? yeah. He's got a track of K Burns too, I believe too. Yeah, he does actually. One of the first K Burns tracks I ever heard. Yeah, I'd love to see, see the people. Yeah, these are all these are all around uh, doing their thing, yeah. man. Let's see that. Hmm? I'll check that out for sure. With you, gents, having like a bright future ahead of you too, because uh, you guys have been getting busy since 2017, according to your Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, track placement and like. Your intros and your outros, like, do you guys take that very seriously and picking where the song goes? Like, wh- like, the Red Legs Greaves goes here, and we're gonna end it with Even Keel. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like a thought, oh, uh, some intensive thought that goes into that. Yeah, I try to, you know, sequence everything. I always oh, love this guy. I always love the uh, job. Yeah, <laughs> I just stand there, smoke cigarettes, and watch him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I go back to Mad Villain, which is one of my, like my biggest inspirations ever. Like that, just the way they sequenced everything and cut all the small vocal clips in, and just 
way everything flowed. And I mean, that shit's just so dope. A lot of Kyle, Kyle does a lot of that too. Um, yeah, just I, I just love that style. So I mean, I, I sequencing is very important. How like a project plays through, like you said, we try and make cohesive pieces with uh, the concept and everything. So uh, that all like plays a part. Yeah, like the blue show, it starts off with the the dinger going off for the Mario Kart race to start it all yeah. off. For the N64 version, yeah, that's, that's for Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, guys where did you guys get that one from, too? Because I, I fucked you. <laughs> also, there's a few hidden gem ad-libs on various albums, which are, like, our own personal attempts to recreate, like, a siren or, like, something like a stock, like, noise you could find. But we do it, and it, like, works, and it's there. Scotty does a fantastic turkey ad-lib, right? Yeah. Like, you know the difference. I do. I'm great at bird calls. <laughs> Uh, so, so this is a question I wanted to ask you guys during Blue Theory too. Um, if I was good at Burkles. <laughs> <laughs> your, your favorite, your favorite version of Mario Kart, because there's so many out there. What's my favorite version of Mario Kart? Yeah, is that what you like, said? like the 64 Ooh. version or the one for wow, the Switch great, or the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I would go I with the Super Nintendo. Day. I'm a traditionalist. I uh, well, yo, so a traditionalist is Super Nintendo, not N64. Um, I am a Wii Mario Kart aficionado, and I'm also possibly the best Wii Mario Kart racer on the planet. He said he's a Wii Mario Kart aficionado. It's the... Let the record state. Let the record... He'll get dusted on Mario Kart. Let the record state, if you play me in Wii Mario Kart, um, and it's at Peach Gardens, you will lose. I will beat you as Peach at Peach Gardens. That's a goddamn... Do you play Mario Kart? What's your character, if you would choose... Yoshi. Yoshi, alright. Yeah, cause like a lot oh. of pe- a lot of people they always say uh Netflix and chill. Yo, I had this one girl, she's like, You got Mario Kart? I'm like, Oh shorty, for real, for real. Oh my god, did you marry her? <laughs> Unfortunately she lived in the Czech Republic, so she was here on vacation. So shout out to Veronica if you listen to her. You know how we get down. I hope you. I hope you listen to Chuck and Lock. Maybe you can check back in on. <laughs> well, you never know, right? That's what I'm saying. Um, with you guys having great energy too, um, I was curious on this question too. Um, because if you listen to my past interviews too, this is a. I like how, ending off my show with a little bit of a motivation because there could be some people that out there that really look up to Chuck and Locke too and they just want to hear like a little bit of a motivational thing um with that being said do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light oh like as it pertains to rap or as it pertains to like being alive and like feeling down well, like, uh, just, like, feeling down or if someone's discouraged and stuff like that. Like, they think no one's listening to them or, so like... some motivation for the, for the, for the zeitgeist, huh? Yeah, that's a good question. I want to calculate a good answer here. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you yeah, guys can like take that. the time to understand. It's a tough question. Yeah, yeah, it made me want to get the... No, yeah, it's just, like, I, I was answer. not expecting that question. Uh, yeah, a lot of life has its ebbs and flows that you're going to go through some hard shit that's definitely a part of it yeah, if anything you just gotta keep, you just gotta like keep after it you know and no matter what it is you gotta find and it's completely normal yeah. to feel down and discouraged yeah. but you gotta you gotta, you gotta reach gotta out in those times you gotta reach out for help 
and there's no shame in that, and it should be destigmatized, which is like whatever. Yeah, but check, like, check on your friends just to like yeah, see check on doing. your homies. Fucking like lift everybody up when you can. Be kind. Like be giving. Be like optimistic. Just like know it's gonna be all right. Like you know, yeah, what you put out in the world. Yeah, yeah. like be pop. Yeah, you find, just find that like, silver lining. Find some humor and stuff. Yeah, like look at everything with an air of humor for sure. That's 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 the real key. And uh, yeah, just like be good to your fellow man. Uh, <laughs> poor woman. Yes, <laughs> the lady got to get love too. Um, yeah, man, just, just persevere. Keep your head up and persevere. Persevere and yeah. stay busy. Stay trying new things, like you were saying about the comfort zone. Like you have comfort. to keep pushing yourself, and it'll it'll pay dividends. You just gotta put your time, pay your dues, get the people, mind your p's and mind your q's. Yeah. Oh, that was a great answer, truck and lock too. I don't. I was definitely not expecting that from y'all too. Yo, y'all got incredible energy too, because I'm very big on energy, energy too. So I want to thank you both for actually being in the same room and doing this interview too, because I understand how hard it is sometimes getting two people together. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like like we said before, you're like doing an invaluable service for not just you know us or anything, but for your just sheer love of like doing it, and you're like putting shine on people who otherwise like you know, might not get as much shine and like that's, you know, thank you as well. Hey, you know, like I said, I always got an ear for dope talent though, so it's the least I can do too because like, man, <laughs> I love that Pieces of Eight album too and the Blue <laughs> Shell Theory. Would you guys like to um, plug anything before I let you two go? We got, uh, you know, we like, I like to do, I like to move, I like to do our work and then just like when it's time to execute on it, but we do have something very special coming up. Very excited about it. It's something we've been working hard on. We got a lot of good pieces on here. <laughs> Specifically, eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's gonna be called Centralia. It's gonna be our album, and it's. Uh, there's some. I'm not gonna give too much away, but it's yeah. got a lot. It's there's some lot stuff. Kill. I can assure you, there's stuff and some things. Stuff and things. <laughs> Well, I can't wait for y'all to release that album, too, that you guys got coming, too. Um, yep, There's another classic episode from the Desk of Low featuring my guys Chuck and Luck, all the way from Delaware. Yep, yep. Peace, peace. Yep, shout out, Low.